All right, so the intro music you guys just heard was Garden by Grayson. Um, lead singer and lead guitarist Nick Gregorio was on our show last time. Obviously, if you didn't check out that show, you should. And you should also check it out on Spotify. Hear his music. It's pretty amazing. Check it out. Yeah, we basically interviewed Nick and uh, we asked him questions about his his background as a musician and we asked him about his band race son and uh they just had an album i think like an album get released recently uh yeah yeah monster monster and uh yeah we listened to some of that and asked some questions about his book Yeah. yeah he's got a lot of books he's like a writing machine he's he's he has uh a lot of books but yeah, no, we also spoke to him about, I'm not going to lie, I have no idea how we got onto religion, but I was listening to the podcast again, and I was like, oh shit, we got onto religion, probably the no-no subject. <laughs> yeah, we just kind of dipped our toes into religion, just very quickly. I never know like what we should or should not talk about, because it's my assumption, and this could be a very blanket assumption here is that i Mm -hmm. feel like most people our age aren't religious so i immediately want to be like trashing it but then i do find out that there are some people who are really into it yeah no i I used to i used to be kind of religious i was i was in a baptist church a korean baptist church and now i'm not korean but it just happened like that and i went on like retreats and stuff and I, i try to do like this like <laughs> this like religious camp thing when I was in college, and it was like terrible because like all like the pastor kids were like smoking marble reds and drinking forties, and I was so trying religious. to relate to them. Yeah, I know, right? Getting closer. So to religious. God. Yeah, yeah. Closer by drinking. You, like say that like it was college. It makes me think of uh, Lane and Gilmore Girls. You ever watch? Yeah. That? Yeah, yeah, I've seen Gilmore Girls. Yeah. Been watching that. What was it like she's a Seventh Day uh, Adventist or what is it? I th- I think so. That's Rory's best friend, right? Yeah, she's the Asian one. Yeah, yeah. They're never. Yeah, she's Korean. I think. Yeah, I think she's Korean. Yeah. Well, yeah. you just specified that you're not Korean. So what are you? <laughs> I'm Vietnamese. Actually, I'm Vietnamese. Both my parents are from Saigon, and I came. I was born in Jersey, though New so Jersey. That actually, God, there's that last uh, short story in your uh, collection. You actually mentioned the character is Vietnamese. So was that kind of like more Ramona Clay? Were you kind of more talking to yourself or? Um, yeah, I, I definitely insert parts of myself into my stories. Um, I try not to like make the characters about me, but they definitely have like slivers of me inside of them. If that makes sense. You oh know? no, it totally makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's really interesting. I really liked the, uh, short story collection. Obviously it's not out yet. It's going to be released when? Um, spring 2021. Oh, no, no, no. February 2021. Sorry. I keep saying spring. It's February. How do you, how do you like get into writing your stories? Do you research or you just kind of get into it and start free writing? And 
I just kind of free write. I have a friend who, or I had a friend who uh, mm-hmm. showed me this really great uh, writing app. It was called the Most Dangerous Writing App. And basically, oh, wow. it's a timer, and you just have to write as quick as possible. And if you stop writing for like a second or two, it just deletes everything. It deletes everything? Everything. It is. That's terrible. It's so funny because I have anxiety, and everyone's like, How yeah. do you use that app? I'm like, Dude, I just start writing random ass le- like letters if I think I'm yeah. about to blink. What if you write something really good and then you stop and it just deletes it? Yep, just deletes it. That what? That's why you almost have to just start like doing like F over and over and over again until the yeah. Out. Dang, I gotta try that. That yeah. sounds like something I'm gonna do. Um, what? What? Uh, how long have you been working on your collection? I. Um, I just started turning it into a collection. I was writing a novel yeah. and while I was writing it, um, I don't know. I just kept coming into side stories and I was like, oh, I should make this a cool. collection as well. Nice. Or do you prefer reading novels or stories or are you not partial? I'm pretty non-partial. I mean, I almost have to say that because I'm an editor and I don't <laughs> want anyone to feel left out. <laughs> Sure. No, I love short story collections. They're probably my favorite. Who, uh, can I ask who are you reading right now? Um, like for Maldon House or just in general? Just, just, uh, just in general. It could be for Maldon House too, but. In general, I'm actually reading The Exorcist. I realized that I'd never no read the book. I actually realized I'd never saw the movie until last you year. You never saw the movie? It's crazy. It's one of those things where. You ever have it where you think you saw the movie because you've heard it referenced so much and like seen so many yeah. things and you're like, oh, yeah, I totally saw this. But Makes you want to like it. watch it or read it. Yeah. I thought I did. Like I totally did. And I went to the theaters with my friends and I walked out afterwards. I was like, yeah, I have never seen that fucking thing. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like a cult thing almost, right? Like it's kind of part of like history or culture. I don't know guess yeah i found it very interesting i think the thing that made me really like want to pop watch culture. It, yeah definitely is yeah. uh american horror story oh and, yeah uh, that anthology show right yeah. yeah so yeah it's interesting i'm about halfway through other than that i'm just getting two books out um one is a short story collection called creel conjure i think we just announced it that's all short stories that take place in new orleans Oh, wow. Who's that by? Uh, Christina Rosso. She is also friends with Nick and owns a bookstore. Have you ever been to New Orleans? I've always wanted to. I hear they got really good food. And the music I know is, like, amazing. That is the first thing that, like, when I went to New Orleans for the first time was the food. And in almost every short story in this collection, she's like, beignets, beignets, beignets. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. (laughs) Then she like mentions like Cafe Dumont. I'm like, geez, is that a rite of passage? Like, if you go to that, town, right? You have to do it. You have to go there, or yeah. you're just not a real New Orleans person, I guess. Or was it Nolans? Nolans, Nolans. Yeah. Okay, so um, in that last short story of yours, and yeah, uh, sure, the collection like them. I really enjoyed that the very last line was, but it felt like a song I'd heard before. It relates completely to our podcast. 
Do you want to give a quick summary of what that, it is a very short, short story. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to give a quick summary of what that one's about? And I guess I'm curious, like, sure. what song do you feel like? Can, can you describe that feeling a bit more? Oh man. Like, like a song I've heard before or just like songs I like in general, I guess the first question. I guess I kind of like what you were sort of implying with that line. Yeah. Um, I guess like I'm also trying to like relate that to like, like you ever hear a song that someone introduces you to and then you kind of fall, you know, out of, out of friendship or love with that person. You know what I mean? Yes. 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 And then you, and then you hear that song again, like you hear like, like a Mac DeMarco song or you hear like a um like a Frank Ocean song or like a Little Dragon song and you're like, oh man, that that person. <laughs> I mean, that's Vampire Weekend. I had it. Vampire day. Weekend, sure, yeah. And it's like whatever terms you left with it uh, with that person, you still you think about them when you hear that song. Um, I think you and I mentioned that like when we were first discussing the idea of yeah. a podcast about music. Is that like a song relates to like an exact moment in time and everything. Yeah. 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 We did talk about that. Um, but yeah, to get back to the the story like them, um, I don't know. I, I, I wrote that story, um, a few weeks ago and it's, it, it's, it's three different stories actually with three different scenes. So I took three scenes from three different stories if that makes sense. And I splice them together. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I told you that over text or something, but no, we didn't get um, too into your process. Yeah, yeah. 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 So that's, that's what happened. I just, I, I took this scene and then this other scene and then a the third scene and I just kind of splice them together. Um, yeah. And it kind of worked out like that. And I guess in that kind of process, I kind of tried to like just trim it as much as I can, just just serrate all the fat off um, from the existing stories so I can make it into like a seamless kind of thing. Okay, so I have another big question, and this is so ridiculous. But Oh my um, god, okay, I'm ready. The first short story in the collection, um, uh-huh. memoir in the third person, Margot. Yeah. When you say their life seemed to share commonalities with an early Paul Thomas Anderson film, all I keep thinking is Boogie Nights. <laughs> Boogie Nights is so good. So oh, my God. I just, like, hit the table with that. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Like, Boogie Nights. What was, like, his... That wasn't his, like, first film, though. That was, like, his second film, right? I think his first film was, like, Hard Eight or something. I know he did a lot of, like, kind of... Art house. Let me giggle this. I know yeah. he had the Dirk Diggler story, which then inspired Boogie Nights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, I, I mean, as problematic as like Mark Wahlberg is, it, it's such a good movie. No, I, I really, I'm a huge fan of his movies. But yeah, I was trying to relate that kind of to Boogie Nights. I'm glad you caught that. Yeah, and since we're a music podcast, I think sometimes. Uh, if you're not relating music to books and you are definitely relating it to movies. So yeah. would you say that like the music of Boogie Nights kind of is felt throughout any of this writing or no? Uh, in terms of that story? Uh, just in general, but yeah, in that story too. 
Yeah. Uh, kind of like a, like a funky vibe, I guess. I could tell Does you that makes sense. That. I remember that yeah. playlist you sent me. There was definitely a lot of funk, a little bit of uh, shoegazing, psych shit. Yeah, I'm really into shoegaze too, funk and shoegaze, and um, just stuff that's you know livens up a party and it's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm into house music a lot. I feel you. Yeah, mostly mostly it's my friends who put me on other music, and I kind of just um, listen to that. Like I've been listening to DJ Pool Boy. Um, who else? Um, DJ Boring. A lot, a lot of DJs uh, in front of their names. I really like that playlist you sent me because I actually haven't heard Thank you. a lot of those songs. I know I sent you like all sad boy songs, but yeah, I'm 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 definitely a sad boy, so I appreciate that. Yeah. It was one of those things I also like started sending playlists to everybody. And I was like, okay, it's so fun. Weird mood. It's so fun to do that. And it's like a nice thing to do. You know, it doesn't take too much time either. It takes like, what, like 15, 20 minutes less. It's our you generation's know? way of sending a mixtape. Like, hey, what's yeah, up? Yeah. Here's a playlist. You ever see that movie, Nora and whoever's mm-hmm. playlist? You know what I'm talking about? Nora. Oh my God. I know what you're talking about. It was like Michael Sarah and yeah. uh, Kat Denning. Yeah. I've seen it. I just kind of have like a shadow of it in my head. No way. Like, yeah. Know. Yeah. That was a, uh, that movie was like what got me, not got me in the playlist, but it just made me started thinking playlists. I was like, oh, this is what like people do. The, the show, you know, that they're, that they're trying to get to know each other, I guess. Yeah. I'm so going to look up what that movie is later. But no, I have a bunch of siblings who are Gen Xers and they actually make oh, really? uh, play uh, mixtapes and they talk. That's me so sweet. That. So I want to say I was one of the few people in my friend group who actually was making legit mixtape mixtapes. That's so cool. It was so disappointing, though, when you find out that nobody really? has a cassette player. Like, yeah. They're like, what am I going to do this with? Be like, here was a nice thought, I guess. But yeah, I sent you a fuck ton of my writing. Um, I did like your did writing. You read? Did you even get like any of it? Or <laughs> wow, pinpointing me. Uh, to be honest, I, I I just finished that one story, but I'm reading. I'm trying to read the the deer one with the the hipster. Oh, okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I think that was. A, I'm trying to get more. I'm trying to get more to it today. That that was the Ghost City Press one. Yeah, um, they did a summer oh, yeah. series. And yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was well, I wanted to ask you weird. more about your story, if that's cool. The one I read. Um, have you been to San Francisco? It's oh, sorry, I'll yeah. bring it up. We definitely, um, my boyfriend and I. That was actually our first date. Um, we just randomly decided to uh, go to San Francisco. Really? Yeah, we stayed. How did you come up with the title? Not looking forward to not dying and shit. I think it was just something I said to a friend in the right. That would be an excellent title for a short story. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that sounds right. So are you Miranda in this story? And is your boyfriend Jamie or is this just like, like stand-ins or for something for other people? There would definitely be um, aspects where I I feel more Miranda ish, but no, Jamie is definitely not my boyfriend. (laughs) 
Um, I feel like I've been both characters at one point in my life. I would you know? say I relate Jamie to like like two or three guys I know. Yeah. And they're all pretty cool people. One is my best friend. That's cool. But yeah. I was also wondering, um, do you think most of your work you like you like having like uh, how do you put this like like culture like culture artifacts into your like you mentioned like a Whole Foods you you mentioned like Apple earbuds like do you, do you try to place your stories in like a certain time period by doing that or do you just does it just come naturally? I'd say it definitely comes sense. naturally. I mean. Yeah. I am writing one book that actually takes place more. I think it was 2011 and I didn't really know like how different the world was back then, Mm -hmm. but obviously it was. Yeah. So yeah, I I guess I definitely kind of pay a little bit more attention. Like I think in that one, I mentioned about like how there used to be like hookah shops and there was like, Mm -hmm. Oh, two shops or something. I'm like, what the fuck happened to all those? Now they're all vape shops, but. Oh, vape shops. No, I, I definitely like to try and remember stuff like that, but I would call it like metamodernism is mm-hmm. just kind of being very self-referential. I like yeah. doing that kind of thing. That's cool. I could definitely say that. But that is probably why I mention a lot of music or TV shows mm-hmm. or something, because I want people to actually feel like grounded in like what world that Yeah. In. Like with the yeah. Mad Men reference, I think. I yeah, the that. Mad Men reference. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a good show. I'm addicted to that show. They took it off really? Netflix. I hate Netflix so much right now. I hate when they take shows off. Right now it's on something called IMDB Live or something. You can oh, get really? it off of like Amazon Prime. I haven't tried it. It has commercials. I've grown mm. out of commercials. <laughs> do you prefer writing poetry or prose? Or do you not have a preference? Pro- definitely prose? prose. Why so? I think it just comes more naturally to me. The poetry thing was kind of more accidental. Same with the press, actually. Um, both of those just kind of happened. I was always just yeah. writing like novels, and I don't know. I just had like a good poem here or there, and I'd be like, "Oh, I'm gonna submit this," and people were like, "Yes, yeah, is really great," and I was like, "Oh, okay, mm. I'll go with it." But um, that makes sense. the one book that was like the short. Uh, poetry collection i want to feel happy but i only feel and there's like the blank line yeah yeah i like that how you did that a project that a therapist made me do oh, she made you do it yeah she was like you seem to do well with channeling yourself via writing maybe you should explore your feelings through that so i was like mm. right and then i like looked at it i was like oh maybe i should su- submit it somewhere did you show it to her after? Yeah, oh, I gave her a copy. That's I don't cool. see that therapist anymore, but totally yeah. unrelated. But yeah. Mm. No, therapy could be fun at times. I mean, hell, the uh, thing I sent to Hobart, my therapist made me send it. She's like, I'm going to make you. I'm going to watch you send it. Right what? Was like, That's okay, crazy. fine. She knows <laughs> I can be a little shy about my work. Yeah, She's yeah. Like, I'm not even hanging up on you until you do it. Do it right now. That's cool. She's like helping you. Yeah. In like many ways. Definitely in many ways. Like, as I said, like she's actually sent me like advice on microphones and shit. I'm like, dude, you're like my second mother. Right. Maybe a little better than my own. Who knows? <laughs> I like the style of us uh, somewhere in a neighborhood. Mm-hmm. 
that pros that's that's more of a, I guess it's more of a prose piece. Um, I don't know. It's just like it's like in a list format almost at the at the end, which I like. How it kind of comes to that. Mm-hmm. And I like how you say things like boyfriend, Brad, crush, Billy. Like you don't like you know, and you put the little colon right there. Like I'm a I'm a huge like style freak, so I like stuff like that. Yeah, I like to experiment with styles like that. It's one of those things that it's because, like, I've been writing for so long, I can almost kind of forget, like, why I do certain styles. I mean, I'm sure you've been having the same issue sometimes, right? Yeah. No, for sure. Happens all the time. That's definitely kind of more my thing, where I like to experiment, Mm. just see whatever works. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay. Yeah, do the ending. Yeah. Um, so come listen to our podcast, Textual Healing. You can listen to it on Spotify. Um, We're on Apple Podcasts now. On soon. Apple Podcasts now. Google um, Podcasts. Yeah, I didn't know they had one, but yeah. We're going to be uh, doing some uh, interviews with Giacomo, Kat, Josh, Nate. So those are going to be our upcoming episodes, and I hope, you know, you guys will come and listen to them. Yeah. Hit us up if you're interested in appearing on the show. We yeah. have a Twitter. Hit us with a DM. Right we have uh, at pod healing. I guess that's the only thing I can get close to with textual healing or hit me or Andrew up and let us know. Sounds good. All Sounds right. good. Have a good one. Yeah. You too. Bye. Bye.